Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to the show. Bucks closing out the Celtics 108-82. Embarrassing in Boston. Probably hurting the Pelicans' leverage they can get there. A possible trade partner for an Anthony Davis trade this offseason. So from a Pelicans perspective, I don't think that was the result that you wanted in that series, but it will be a Boston uh, 4-1 series loss to Milwaukee. Milwaukee will head on into the Eastern Conference Finals. They'll play uh, possibly Toronto as that 3-2 series lead over the Sixers. Sixers just looking abysmal yesterday. Play game six tomorrow. Tipping off in about 13 minutes, the massive game five at the Oracle in Oakland. The Warriors and Rockets tied at two games apiece. Let's talk a little LSU baseball here. Another midweek loss, and boy, another ugly midweek loss, 12-1. to Louisiana Tech knocking off the Tigers for the first time in a dozen years over at the box. Uh, Brian Lazar of TigerBait.com, at BLDoor on Twitter. Uh, Brian, and I guess we can't escape this you know, pulmonary hot seat discussion, and he didn't help himself yesterday, did he? No, it was a bad night last night all around, and, uh, you know, Louisiana Tech is a, is a, is a decent team. They're, they've got a better RPI than they do their conference standing. They're fourth in Conference USA uh, in their division, I believe, but, uh, you know, they, their RPI is 50, which isn't too bad. So, uh, but you know, LSU didn't swing the bats well, and, you know, the pitchers that LSU put out there weren't very good. They were down the line pitching and, uh, you know, got away from them early, and it was just, uh, you know, a really, really poor effort for LSU. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, midweek losses, um, you know, they piled up the last few years. I've talked about it on this show. I don't think it matters that much. But when you have this many midweek losses, and some of them, frankly, Flat out embarrassing. Does it begin to matter, Brian? Well, it matters if depending upon what your conference record is. I mean, if, if LSU, you know, they're sitting in the SEC right now at fourteen and ten. Uh, let's just say they win four of the last six conference games, which is not going to be an easy task. But let's just say they would do that and and finish eighteen and twelve. Uh, it, it would wouldn't matter what their record was in the, in the midweek that would be good enough to host a region so the the midweek losses is are not your the determining factor to keep you out but you know if you're on the if you're on the the bubble for something whether if you're on the bubble to be a, a regional host then, then it could hurt you well that's where LSU is right now and is it going to take uh, it probably is, right, Brian? A couple of series victories the last two weeks, and it begins this week on the road against number four, Arkansas. They're going to have to win these two final series um, to host that regional? Uh, I, I'll say four out of six. So, you know, if they would win one at Arkansas and then sweep Auburn and be four and two, and that would get them to 18 wins in the conference, then I think they would be in pretty good shape to host the region. Anything less than that, uh, you know, they're on the bubble. In fact, I'd be willing to say if they if they would go two and if they would go two and four 
in these uh, final two weeks in the conference. They will not post a regional. They'll just be scrapping to get into the NCAA tournament. Of course, if that happens, that'll be two consecutive years that LSU would have not hosted a regional. Talking to Brian Lazar of TigerBait.com. And whenever I talk to you and uh, and Mike, Brian, I always love your perspective from the fan base because I think you're in tune with it with your forums there um, as really anybody uh, associated with LSU. So what do you think the feeling is about at, uh, Paul Maneri and his job security, of course, now with Scott Woodward coming in, wanting to put his stamp and vision on all these programs. Yeah, look, I think there's a very there's a vocal group of fans who are very upset with uh, you know with LSU. Now, look, rightfully so, in that at the start of the year, uh, Vanderbilt and LSU. Those are the two teams that were number one in all the polls. I think it was LSU was number one in three of them, and Vanderbilt was mm-hmm. number one in two of them. And we now have two weeks left in the regular season, and Vanderbilt has held up its end of the bargain, and uh, LSU hasn't. So I think there's people that are upset with that. It, it amazes me sometimes, you know, and they, they're cr- very critical of what Paul Maneri has done, and they just forget that two years ago there were the national runner-ups. So it's not like that there have been, you know, a bad team. And, and in fact, if you would look just over the last five years, you know, I'm not going back to when the LSU won a national title in 09, just going back the five years prior to this year, if you look at the, the teams in the SEC and what they've done, the only team which has accomplished more than LSU in that stretch is Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Florida's won a national championship, which LSU has not. Florida's been to the CWS four times in the last five years. Uh, LSU's only been twice. Uh, I think Florida's won uh, three SEC titles. LSU's won two. Uh, LSU has won two tournament titles, and Florida's only won one. But everybody else, you know, LSU and Vanderbilt are comparable. But every, you know, you know, LSU, even in the last five years, has done better than every team in the SEC except for Florida. And, you know, people are living in what Skip Bergman did in the 90s, and it's not the same nowadays. You know, more teams in the SEC are are putting money into baseball. And, and this is the point, you know, LSU, you know, the LSU fans says, look at all the great facilities that LSU has. And look, LSU's great facilities are no longer – the best facilities in the SEC, you know, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Arkansas, South Carolina, all of these places have better facilities now than LSU. They, their stadiums are newer and have done more things to it. And, uh, you know, if you walk into, you know, the new box and, you know, it's 10 years old now and it looks it, and it looks it. So, you know, you don't build a new stadium, but they're, you know, they're going to have to make some decisions about what they can do to spruce things up. Now, at least they're building a, a new area behind the right field fence, for which is going to include a locker room for the, the past LSU players who can, uh, you know, come in and want to work out with the team. And, and they'll have a weight room there. You know, right now LSU's got to go lift in the football weight room. The baseball players have to walk over there. So, I mean, LSU sells a lot of tickets, and they have a nice stadium, but it's no longer the best stadium in the SEC by a long shot. Yeah. Well, you mentioned the the money that that is going to be needed to possibly renovate 
that stadium over at the box. Um, I've heard multiple people have told me that some LSU boosters are beginning to sour on Paul Maneri and some of the same people who kind of helped Scott Woodward get the job as the athletic director. Are you hearing the same thing, Brian? Is there any truth to those rumors? Well, uh, I, I think if, they, if, if there are people who are anti-Paul Maneri, I think, yeah, they're going to come up and be critical of it anyway. Now, when you're talking about uh, making a change, you know, we his, he's under contract through the 2024 season. So that means he has five years left after this year. Uh, now, I'll say this. Say LSU doesn't host a regional this year, and like you said, that would be two straight years. Uh, going three straight years not hosting a regional would definitely put him on the hot seat. So that's why I, I would say that I don't think there's anything to it right now. But if he would have another, by LSU standards, a, a somewhat mediocre year in, in 2020, then, then, yeah, then I think there would be some talk. Uh, Brian Lazar, hold on 60 seconds. Brian Lazar of TigerBait.com with us. Sorry, Brian, it's always an awkward heartbreak there at the bottom of the hour. <laughs> um, I did want to ask you before we um, let you go about uh, Tremont Waters and Nas Reed being invited to the NBA Draft Combine next week and how that might affect uh, their chances of returning to LSU and, and all the other players, uh, Skylar Mays, Emmett Williams, Javante Smart, who weren't invited to that Combine, how it affects their chances of coming back. Well, look, Nigeria and Tremont Waters are not coming back. They're going, they're going pro regardless of what happens now. And, and the fact that, uh, you know, Reed, I really think there was never any time that either of those two players had any real serious thoughts of returning for next year. So those two guys are not coming back. Uh, from what I'm hearing, the other three, and in fact, Marlon Taylor put his name in the draft too. So those, those four guys, I expect all four of them to be back for LSU next year. So no Reed, no Waters, but Mays, Smart, Williams, and Taylor, uh, you know, should all be back for LSU next year. Brian, uh, great analysis. Always appreciate the chats, buddy, and uh, we'll do it again soon. Thanks so much. Sounds good, Seth. Talk to you later. All right. Brian Lazar, TigerBait.com. Be sure you find all their work there, and you can also follow him on Twitter. At BL Door. It is a final in Milwaukee, 116 to 91. The Bucks roll over the Celtics again, and they win that series four games to one. And, and again, soul searching time coming for the Celtics as they will look to, I don't know about a rebuild, but certainly at least a retooling coming this offseason. We don't know what's happening with Kyrie Irving. We don't know what's going to happen with a possible Anthony Davis trade. But for the first time in a while, Danny Ainge has got serious questions in that franchise. Tipping off in just minutes, we've got Houston against Golden State, a massive Game 5 at the Oracle in Oakland. That series tied at two games apiece. Warriors six-point favorites, but so many questions swirling about locker room chemistry and Clay Thompson's happiness behind the scenes. That story dropping earlier today, those reports anyways. But Golden State a favorite at home, and it'd be a little surprising to me to see them lose this one, but it's two straight wins for the Rockets in that series. I want to take an early break here. When we come back, Jacob Wass is going to join us. It's Tulane Tuesdays on a Wednesday because we didn't have a show yesterday. We're going to talk about the AAC's rise as a possibly, you know, big six conference. If you want to move that from five to six and then a little Tulane baseball also. It's the last lap. Jacob Wass, Tulane Wednesdays coming up here on WWL. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.